Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. I can't tell you how I'm excited about this episode, Wendy. Oh, please tell me. I want to know. Well, what, what's really getting me going right now uh, in our episode about ghost lovers <laughs> is um, what I think is the greatest aphrodisiac of all, and that is five-star reviews on iTunes. <laughs> wow. I wonder how many people would actually agree with you on that. I think every podcast in the world would agree yeah, with me on that. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But that it's it's definitely an interesting choice for an yes. aphrodisiac. <laughs> yes. Five-star reviews on iTunes. So let's start out. Okay. I like starting out with this kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. So we've got a review from Recipes for Protein Shakes. Mm. Quite a username there. Yeah. And they say... An energetic and refreshing podcast that is must-listen for anyone interested in the paranormal. Thank you very much, Recipes for Thank Protein you. Shakes. And I hope your protein shakes are energetic and refreshing as well. That's right. Our podcast is just, <laughs> just like their protein shakes. Okay. <laughs> and then we got one from a Paul Lev that says, Superb! Exclamation mark. A savvy, funny, altogether enjoyable podcast on topics that will reach out and grab you. But hey, I'm a little biased. As a lifetime reader, viewer, and writer of science fiction, usually about things in the everyday world around us that just go beyond the pale. So five stars from Paul. Thank you, Paul. Nice. And finally, General Hannibal of Robots. All right. (laughs) Says, great. Learn something about the world and other worlds. All right, folks. So thank you. Three new five-star reviews this so week. Nice. Thank you guys for uh, putting reviews on there. If you'd like to do that, you can do that right in iTunes. You can do that on your podcast app, also uh, on your iPhone and your mobile. Yeah, on Stitcher Radio or any of those. So we always like to read them on the air. And so you can get a little shout out like General Hannibal Robots, Paul Lev, and Recipes <laughs> for Protein Shakes did today yes and thank you for listening and thank you for the feedback we appreciate it we certainly do and anyway i knew this was going to be a fun episode when i was listening to the music of martin and natasha Blasek. yes and so the fun kind of pop rock music and um knew it'd be fun and when i saw that uh there was just a million different stories um from natasha's original story that she's going to tell us in a little bit Okay. And before I did research on this, you know, I got to be honest, I didn't know too much about ghost loving. Yeah, I can't say I really did either. You know, when you're talking about things in the paranormal world, like I've seen the movie The Entity, and The Entity is actually a very negative sexual experience with a spirit. Like that's the, the, the Entity is, a, um, it's one of those late 70s, like parapsychology, ghost movies. And okay. great great movie but then a woman is you know sexually assaulted by a, a spirit and that's part of it um so it was interesting to see when you were doing research on it all of these well positive experiences in fact the people talking about it are absolutely glowing when they refer <laughs> to this ghost love anna nicole smith talked about how much she had she had an experience that she thought was her boyfriend wasn't was a ghost <sighs> uh, bobby brown Got it on in Atlanta with a spirit in the middle of the night. We've talked about Dan Aykroyd before having somebody, right. having, having a spirit of a farmer sneak into bed with him for some cuddling. So Aww. Dan Aykroyd has some supernatural spooning. <laughs> Kesha, uh, the singer, talked about it. Kesha with the dollar sign. She, she oh, had, yeah. She, she said that inspired her song Supernatural. Whoa. Yeah. So I guess I just haven't been paying enough attention. And I don't know. I try to pay attention to all these things, but now I'm like, hey, this is a thing. In fact, it has a name. Spectrophilia. <laughs> okay. So it happens frequently enough that it has its own label. Yeah. So we can refer to it as spectrophilia. Spectrophilia. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do remember hearing these stories and reading about them online, but we've never sort of compiled them all together and realized just how many of them there are. So Right. I mean, I guess if you're going to have an encounter with a ghost, better to have it something hopefully positive than the ones we're used to hearing where people 
you know, are, are, are terrorized scared. by ghosts, right. right? Or you think about the incubus or the succubus experience. So oh, an in- incubus and a succubus, uh, incubus is male, succubus is female. And that's where uh, people wake up and they have this like demonic entity that's sexually assaulting them. And so... Horrible. Yeah, right. And that always sounds horrible. And, and to me, that always sounds like sleep paralysis. Like yeah. I've, I've talked about my sleep paralysis incident on, on the show before. We've talked to the Gray Brothers who did an mm-hmm. entire movie on the old hag syndrome. And uh, anyway, cool. <laughs> and an interesting, a real interesting thing. And I was reading this in the, um, now you, now didn't you just read an issue of the Skeptical Inquirer for the first time, Wendy? Yeah, I did. A friend gave me uh, the 40th anniversary edition. And so I read it. I was on a road trip and I had plenty of time to read. They had this whole article about uh, paranormal paramours. Okay. And this is, this is from about uh, 2011. And it's about these ghost hunters that do have these strange experiences. And it even talks about like male ghost hunters having the experience of being violated from the back end. Like in the like intrusions, right, by a ghost. And I'd never, ever heard of that before. And so I'm going to link to that in the show. <laughs> I'm going to link to that in the show notes and you guys can check it out. But there's a lot more to this. And I've never, I've never experienced anything like this. And in our interview, we talk with Natasha and Martin about their career in music, about how paranormal experiences have influenced that music, and also Natasha's UFO and ghost stories. So maybe we should talk to them about it. I'm here with Martin and Natasha Blasik from the band The Snowflakes, and they are uh, entertainers, songwriters, and performers, just like us here on the See You on the Other Side podcast, and they're joining us today from California. How are you guys doing? Yay! Hey, hi, Mike. We're doing great. Thank you for having us. Very good. Thank you. Absolutely. And um, I think what interested us originally when we were looking around for people to interview and and talk to was that we saw that uh, you guys in your band, the snowflakes also write about some interesting kind of paranormal experiences and your your songs aren't just, I love you, baby. They're a little weirder than that. (laughs) We just like, I love you, baby, but the baby is an alien. (laughs) Yeah. We love you, baby. No matter what planet you're from. (laughs) Right. Good. Good. And so I thought that was great. And it was interesting that Martin, I also knew you through a different place where I do business called Broad Jam and we do music licensing and you do pro reviews and song reviews. And if you want to introduce yourself a little bit to our audience, you guys, give us a little history behind yourself, maybe how you met and how you started the band. Well, uh, I'm Martin Blasek and I'm a um, songwriter, composer, music producer, and um, I've been fortunate enough to have had a lot of songs and movies over the years. A um, couple of highlights are writing a song with Matthew McConaughey and him performing it on camera in uh, Magic Mike. And uh, Yeah, my wife loves that. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a particular favorite of hers. Hey, my advice to every fellow, watch that movie. Do yourself a favor. Watch what works. <laughs> Take lessons from a master. Watch it. <laughs> and Lindsay Lohan did a, a song of mine uh, on camera in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. That was very nice. You know, the action stops as a Disney movie. My song comes on, the star sings it. You know, it's very nice. And I got a gold record for producing um, Miracles Happen on Princess Diaries 2. And also many, many more places, which are uh, of various sorts, things that people might not even think of, all the source cues and, uh, you know, montages and, uh, and, and scoring things that a lot of people may not be familiar with. So tons and tons and tons of work, lots of time spent in a room with no windows and uh, figuring out why... Why isn't my interface uh, interfacing or where's that crackle right. coming from? All the usual <laughs> things. And, uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a passion. I love it. It's awesome. And it's it, the way you say it when you're like, well, a lot of time spent inside of a room with no windows trying to figure out what's wrong with my computer. Like that's, <laughs> you know, people, hey, guys, it's not the 1970s and the Rolling Stones anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, a lot, of, a lot of what we do is, you know, just in that time spent writing and that time spent working. And I think that's a good point. So, Natasha, introduce yourself, please. Hi, my name is Natasha Blasik, and uh, I'm originally from Odessa, Ukraine. And now I live and work in Los Angeles. I'm an actress, mostly. 
I've done um, lots of uh, lots of movies, including five starring roles. Uh, so from comedy to to horror to drama, so all kinds of uh, genres. Actually, I just had a really cool audition today for Jimmy Fox uh, movie. It's a comedy, so you know I really enjoy I really enjoy acting. And how we started music is um, I actually was taking the piano classes and I was like um, little, but it did not go so well actually. Okay. <laughs> I thought my teacher was super mean, and and uh, and then not just specifically to me, but I guess uh, my sister was taking the same classes, and to her, she would like like interrupt the class and like who makes this horrible noise, and then she'd come and she's like you stay after class. This is to me, and she did the same to my sister. And actually, my sister has natural voice. I I don't have natural as beautiful voice as my sister, but so. Um, but your talking like, voice is really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <it's, laughs> my talking voice is all right. Uh, but uh, we, the way we started Snowflakes, actually, uh, Martin got me um, a present. He got me a Daisy Rock guitar and uh, just a bass for for Christmas. And he just see like, how knowledgeable she is. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, a bass is kind of. I mean, there's the the bottom four strings. We got gotcha. you. I don't really remember what it is, bass. <laughs> She's more pizzazz <laughs> than. Like little tiny details. Oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so, but he got me a bass, and uh, and he's like, oh, you should play. I was like, oh, no way. And then it's like, I think a couple of years later, he he was not playing so much live because he was doing a lot of, you know, production, like he said, in the studio. And uh, we, we do everything together. It's just so, so bizarre. I mean, some people might find, find it very strange, but we are kind of like attached. We're like one... You she know. told me once, aren't we supposed to be codependent? <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's good to do both. But I think in our case, it's a little bit too much. So we do everything together. And uh, we do a lot of, you know, my acting stuff together. Like if I go on location, Martin will go on location. And so he was telling me, like, he really misses, uh, you know, playing live. And I wouldn't, you know. And not just, like, playing a cover gig and for... Yeah, well, you know, doing the original music from yeah, your heart kind of thing. Sure. And uh, so and then one day he uh, showed up home and he said, I just booked the gig a week from now. I was like, what? He's like, and if you know how to learn the lines, you will learn how to play bass. So basically in a week, I mean, he wrote the songs like with a like easy bass, bass line for me, kind of repeaters. Mm-hmm. I call them repeaters because, you know, there's a certain kind of song that the chord progression once it starts, it repeats and repeats. So when the chorus comes in, the harmony doesn't go to a new place. If it's just E to A, it just stays E to A. Sure. For instance, like knocking on heaven's door is a, a good example of that the chords just keep doing the same thing. It's just the melody that changes. So it makes it easier if someone's starting out on bass, they don't have to learn more progressions or anything. So this is how I started. And in a week, I memorized all those, you know, my bass notes. And I was like freaking out, and and we played the show, and it was so much fun. Although in front of one song on the stage, she goes, she goes, we've never played this song before. I just had a, <laughs> I hey, had a brain freeze. I like. Uh, I've seen people say that plenty of times, like with established bands, like, hey, here's a song we never played before, and you're like, okay, everybody. So that's no shame in that game. Okay, because I was like, I was pretty sure we'd never played that song. But we played somehow the songs, and it was a lot of fun. And actually, after the uh, first show, I got endorsed by this uh, guitar company. Daisy Rock. Rock. Oh, absolutely. So, no, I know Daisy Rock very well. Yeah. And I took it as a, it's a sign, you know, it's like continue with music or something. Because, you know, it's like an acting. I've done so many movies, but, like, people usually don't endorse me after, you know, after my first movie. So here I was like, oh, wow, maybe I should kind of, like, you know, move in that direction. Awesome. So the snowflakes, um, and we'll have links to that uh, in the show notes that people can find othersidepodcast.com slash 110. You'll be able to find some links to some of the snowflake songs and some of the stuff that Martin and Natasha have done. But you know, one of the things we like to talk about on this show is how you connect the pop culture, the songs and the art and the things that you guys work on with some weirder topics and everything. Right. And I think, you know, and in funny, uh, I, you know, when we were looking for people to talk to and stuff like that, I, I found Natasha first and only after I realized that I had uh, spoken to and worked with Martin before. But also uh, an interesting thing. So 
Natasha, you had a UFO experience. Yes, yes. And, and this was in this was in the homeland, the mother country. Yes, in oh, Ukraine. <laughs> okay. So, and, uh, how old were you? How old were, were you? Always someone who was interested in this kind of thing, or did this kind of happen? Uh, I don't think I was always interested in this. Even, but then, but then you know what? I as a child, I did. I would draw a lot of UFOs, but I don't remember now. Like uh, you know, saucers. But I don't remember now, was it before I saw it or after? Because I think it would be naturally after. But uh, actually I, have a, I was with my dad, so I know for sure I'm not completely insane. Okay. <laughs> I may be insane in other parts, but... Or at least there's another person <laughs> just as insane. A shared hallucination. Yeah, so it's like it's totally together. So we were like uh, walking from my grandmother's house. I was, um, I think I was like, like a early teens, like... I don't know, 12, uh, 14. Okay, you know. but this was early teens, so it wasn't like you were five years old where you, you could be no, no. just remembering something that, you know, you thought of later or a dream. No, yeah. No, I remember it very well. I, I don't like, yeah. Well, set the situation up for a second. So you're coming home with your dad yeah. from your grandmother's house. Yeah. Now, is this a big city? Is this a small town? It is a big city, but it's kind of uh, suburbs of a big city. And uh, we have farmer's markets that actually it's a big spaces, but they empty usually at night. So to kind of cut, um, you know, save the time, we would walk because I was with my dad, so I was brave. So we would walk through the farmer's markets, basically like nothing but, you know, big space of nothingness, like okay. empty. Were there empty booths? Yeah, like, like that empty counters, but even not so many counters because, you they know, usually like, yeah, the cars come. So it's so like, kind of like, a, like walking through a parking lot or something. Like park, but like no trees, like it's just asphalt and maybe some like kind of occasional tables like here and there. So it's like very open space. There is nothing to you know, to see in the sky, like it just open. And what time of day is this? Were you guys at your grandma's late? It was late. It was late. Um, um, I'm not sure exactly what time was it, but it was late. And that's why we kind of like, we're saving time, you know, cutting from the space. So because it was already late and it was like nobody out. And, um, and um, we just like walked uh, and then we kind of both noticed something like shiny. I thought it was a star. It was like I thought it was like you know fallen star or something. And we we both started looking at it, and then I saw that star was um, coming like from right, like towards us. And we both like stared at it, and it looked like it was like you know, and it come it was coming pretty fast, and it was pretty bright. So was it getting bigger? Did you have the so you you see a star in the sky that's shining maybe a little brighter than the other ones, and it looks like it's coming towards you, or is it just moving through the sky or getting bigger? What's how, what's it doing? Towards us, like towards us in um uh, it, but it was not getting bigger or anything. It was just like bright, and it was like moving so fast, and then and then it just stopped in front of us. Um, and it stopped maybe like um what is this like how far is this that's like two yards like two yards like away it was like really close and it was not actually you're leaving out though but what, what? what yeah but th then it was start coming closer i noticed what it was it was not a star okay it, it was a... she just skip right from a star to like it's <laughs> you're practically touching there's there's but, something in the middle but no, yeah coming i it was just like it was uh, shiny shiny and there was like something coming fast it was like it was you know it was something spinning, but uh, it was not mm -hmm. like spinning. Yeah, but okay. it was not like you know. I I didn't know what it was at that moment. It was like Wait. spinning pretty fast, but then it's like spinning, 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 and then it stopped. And then it looked like a dumbbell, like and it was not big. It was not big at all. So would you say like maybe like ten feet across, twenty feet across? Like you're talking about six feet, like meter and a half, in my, my like a cigar shaped thing with the dumbbell kind of things on the it end. It was like, yeah, it was okay. like a silver, like you know, if you have a pencil with two balls on the top of the sure. pencil. Sure, sure, no, no, no. I'm with you on the dumbbell, and I just think it's interesting if it's. You know, that almost today, if you would have saw one of those things, you'd be like, oh, that might might be some kind of drone. That, but, but that's that's what I actually thought. Um, you know, because it stopped there. And uh, I was understanding it was like spinning, like it was 
No. Like the long way or the, the skinny No, it way? was like in the middle, like it was like this center of gravity was in the middle, it would be like rotating like So this whole thing is like spinning like, around like like, like, like a pencil. Like was, a circle, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty dramatic. Yeah. Like, like spinning yeah. like this. Like this. But then it stopped. And uh, when it stopped, it was not shiny because then I saw it coming, it was like shiny like a star, but then it stopped, it was just like a silver, like, you know, kind of, I mean, matte kind of thing. But then I don't remember how long we were looking at it because it was not moving. We were not moving. Did you have any sense of, was it a sense of fear? Was it a sense of excitement? Was it a sense of curiosity? Did you have any innate feeling? I don't know. I remember like it was like very calm in a way. I was... So I don't remember any excitement one way or another, like, and I was not scared or... Okay, so there wasn't that sheer terror. Like, to me, I always think that I see something, that sheer terror is going to... I'm like, hey, look, it's cigar-shaped, bye. But I, I was not even in the terror because I think it was just so bizarre that you don't even know, like, what is this in front of you? It's just like... I, so I'm so out of the planet, they have a picture of Natasha, like, with her mouth open. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, that's what I think. But then, um, I don't remember how, I, I think it's like you almost like a hypnotize in a way. It's just like you stare at it, like you can't believe your eyes. And then I, I don't know how long did we stare at it. <laughs> it started rotating again, like first slow and then faster, faster, faster. And then it just like went different directions. So it's kind of made like a triangle almost. Hmm. Came this way, or went another way. And, um, and then it was going far. I saw it looks like a, a star again and just shoot out. And then I looked at my dad, and I was like, uh, what was that? And he said, look at all these stars. Do you, uh, stars, do you think that we are alone in this place? And I was like, uh, I don't think so. And he's like, it's neighbors. So I think because the way he replied to me, I was like, oh. Yeah, he's pretty mellow about the whole thing. Hey, you think we're alone here? It's, it's the neighbors. Forget about it. But then, you know, when he said that he was a little boy, he was followed by a triangle shape of um of um, some kind of vehicle like and he was in a forest and he was that was scary because they would like follow him between trees and like really fast kind of maneuver and he was a little boy and he was running and it was like this thing would follow and he said that was scary because he was kind of trying to hide and and this thing would just follow but he was very calm and uh, he worked at the airport so I kind of trusted him with you know everything that moves and had wings and I was like, hey, you're cool, cool. <laughs> and you would think if he's at an airport, he would know yeah, that's what why, most yeah. standard flying yeah, objects like That's why I felt like. like he would know what is this, like, you know, because he knows. I mean, in my mind, I kind of like, I was like, okay, it's UFO. So I kind of expected almost it's normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know it's probably not normal because I wouldn't talk about it because I don't want people to think I'm completely nuts. Right. But I think that's why I started drawing lots of saucers at school. And, you know, while other kids will draw, like, I don't know what they drew, like, you know, Mickey Mouses, I will draw, like, saucers and palm trees. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's a cool story. And that's fun, too, because it's an age that you can remember. You shared it with your father, like a shared experience. Your dad was totally chill about the whole thing. Like, yeah, don't sweat. It's just aliens. I know. I wasn't, maybe, like, he was horrified and he was trying just to be brave for me. I don't know what happened. I mean, sometimes I would call him and say, did, you, did we see that? He's like, yeah. So, you know, sometimes I do need confirmation because it sounds so unbelievable. And, and you know, I was expecting that I would see, like, those kind of things every week since then. And then right. nothing came over. <laughs> and then <laughs> this is when I became like, hmm. But then, you know, you're a kid. Like, so you kind of, like, I have boys in my mind. So saucers were not as important right. as as soon as, you, as soon as you hit 15 years old, aliens are the, la- aliens are the last thing in a boy and a girl's mind. Yeah, of course. Unless they're really cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, no, that's that's great. And have you guys written any songs or anything like that about that kind of experience? Or has that entered into the art? Yeah. Well, a lot of songs about, uh, you know, aliens and uh, not being alone. Uh, actually, uh, we don't have one that's about, like, detailing your exact experience or celebrating your exact experience. That's a good idea, that's Mike. That's a good idea. I do what I can. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. But no, we have a... You know, and it's like sometimes, you know, more on the nose, sometimes trying to um, make it so it's like you can go both ways. One of the songs is called Alien Girl. And it's like, you know, where are you coming from? Um, you seem like you're from outer space. So, I mean, there's a metaphor there. It's like maybe a Earth person is just so, you know, the 
the emotional distance is so much that the person can seem like an alien, but you know, it's used as all like, well, show me the lab where they do the swapping of the embryos. <laughs> That's a tough one to rhyme. Yeah, I know. I rhyme with embryo. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just come home and Martin writes another song about aliens. <laughs> I think, like, after that experience, I think that I was here, we used to live in Santa Monica. It was like a place called Flying Saucers Cafe. And I think this is where it kind of sparked out. And the owner had a big, uh, yeah. you know, this whole thing was about the aliens yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it just, there's a group of people that hang there. So it kind of really brought it all out and, uh, yeah. and songs started happening. I was, I haven't had a uh, UFO encounter, but you know, I'm just like a Star Trek rerun kid, and uh, it's like you know, so I'm right there with you. You know, we'll all get prosper. But it's like right. no, I feel you. I would start researching, and it's actually I started like reading about this like cigar shape, like because I was thinking, how come I didn't see like a round thing like everybody else, like normal people see, you know? Right. So. So, and then I read, I remember one article, they said, like, over oh, well, that side, they have, like, they seem more cigar-shaped. And, but I remember I was reading, they said, like, but there was a huge, gigantic ship. So, I said, like, okay, that's probably some kind of prop that I saw. It's, like, a little camera this end and see, like, little earthlings, you know. So, in my mind, I made the whole story, like, what it's supposed to be. But I'll take you to come back and uh, check on your progress from the injection they gave you. Oh, no. Right. This, this they haven't come back. <laughs> I hope I see progress. See, she was silly then, and she's silly now. <laughs> Sometimes, when you talk to people about it, their experiences and stuff, and then they have something that, well, you had something where you said, like, a couple yards away, and it was six feet across, and it was smaller and everything. Like, they tend to make up the entire story for you. So they'll be like, okay, you know what, what I totally think it was? I totally think it was the Martians coming because <laughs> they, they really liked the kind of beer we had in Ukraine at the time or something like that. You know, and you're like, get out of here. You know, and so I like it. So like, I do, what, do you know what it was? Nope, but it was pretty cool. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's something I can understand. Also with music and, and alienation and people using their art to connect with others and, and feeling that a lot of people feel disconnected and that's why we all get involved in arts in the first place to try to find other ways to connect with people. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But so, but you, you guys went to a, like an alien abduction, like group. It was actually totally by chance. We thought we were there to perform. <laughs> oh, okay. We had no idea what it was. It was like a, one of those meet groups. Or meet up. It was meet a meet up. up. And yeah. my buddy, then we also play some like a higher consciousness, uh, music, uh, together. Sure. Uh, uh, He's like, he's like, yeah, we're going to play. And we went there, and there was no and play. Like, oh, they said, oh, there's a food there, and we're going to play. I was like, okay, it's There's, like, very little food, but we learned about where the portals are, like, in New Mexico or someplace. And, I know. Uh, and uh, then uh, I was, like, I was so, like, just shocked by that because I didn't – I just expected, like, you know, people eating and listening to music. And then I was, like, I was asking lots of questions, but I felt like there was nothing was directly answered to me. And then finally, I was like, so do you, like, remember, like, you know, being swapped and, like, what's happening? Because they're building, like, a house somewhere in the middle of the desert that they're going to move and, you know, and they're going to make aliens or something. So these people are very affected by their experiences. Yeah. Where your experience, oh, yeah, you're like, yeah. you know, I had this yeah. wonderful experience with my father that I could share with my father and I can talk about it, you know, some years later without it scarring my soul. You know, and yeah. to these people, it's like ripping off a scab. That's, like, a really major event. And then I realized... By the way, was that true about yourself or, you just, uh, or was that just a story you were telling right there? Did you have an experience? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm me? Really... No, I, I mean, I've seen a couple of weird things in my life, but otherwise, I like reading about haunted history and reading about experiences and talking about them, but I've never had anything that weird happen to me. Because you sounded just like the kind of the stories that we would hear them tell about, you know, their uh, abductions and... Uh... Yeah, but then what happened with those stories? Like the... They were very open about there it. Was, it, was, no, it was kind of eye-opening. I mean, they were but I never felt like I got like the answer, you know, it's like, so I met this alien and we just, you know, hang out the, you know, laboratory or whatever, you know, it's like, just tell me what happened. So after this, all these freaking questions that they wouldn't like, you know, not answer, finally, it's like, I figured out, oh, they had it in their dreams. So everything that's happened, it's kind of like a dream. And, they, and then I told them my dreams, and it's like, oh, yeah, you totally were swapped, and you were totally, like, traveling to other planets. I was like, really? What? And then I was like, well, I was really good in mathematics. Sure. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I was, like, traveling. So it kind of, this is how I was skeptical, but then 
you know, I was like, okay, just don't judge. Be open, be open. Right. And the, and the thing is, like, I think that's what a lot of people, why they have those kind of things. So they can be open and talk to other people in a way that they don't. Because if you said it to somebody, let's say you have an office job or something, you come in yeah. and you're like, hey, did I tell you about the time that I was pregnant for like six months, had an alien baby, they took it from me, and then... Uh, wasn't anymore. It's like uh, they go right to the HR department. <laughs> right, the, <laughs> like... right. The next, the next place they go is to, to, to get a pink slip. So yeah. that uh, that's the thing. But that's kind of funny though. That I, I can imagine that you get your guitars and stuff like that. You're like, okay, guys, we got a gig. Yeah, we brought the guitars. We had them in there. <laughs> like, it's it's just like... exposure and free food today. But it's gonna be fun. We might get rid of some merch. It's gonna be cool. And then you're like. Uh oh! And we walked in. I was like, "Where's the food?" <laughs> right. And there's like a little cheese and crackers. I was like, "What is right, that?" Well, that's always the joke where they say you can always find the musicians at the party because they're, <laughs> they're the ones who don't leave the table. Open bar. I'm not leaving. Like I'm there till the end of the night. <laughs> this is why we were standing in the back of the room, like listening to like it's like okay, this is totally nuts. And where's the food? <laughs> right. When do we play? When do we go on? Yeah, and that's it's the like, next oh, thing. I guess we're not going to. <laughs> That's a funny thing. Uh, but you know, it did open my mind and it actually gave me some uh, uh, insight into some ideas about uh, mysteries that I wasn't aware of. And, uh, and also, got some good songs came from it. Yeah, too. and then uh, we actually... I'd never heard of the Anunnaki at the time and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? There's, like, people have, you know, when they have the reptilians and everything. And, you know, that, that mythology runs deep. I have dreams about these reptilians. It's kind of crazy. They're all, like, really, really tall. And looks like big lizards, but like smart ones. They look pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I always think it's that from that show V that was on, you know, like 30 years ago. I saw the show, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, when I was like five years old, that blew my mind. I'm like, they take off their faces and they're snakes. <laughs> I hate snakes. I'm so scared of snakes. <laughs> yeah. You so, know, besides that, we met like people, um, we know um, um, Patty Negri, and she's like the number one psychic in the world. And she introduced us to this this community where apparently like talking about aliens is like talking about weather, you know, okay. it's like totally normal and totally like, yeah, all kinds of paranormal yeah. stuff. And this is where, they're, they're all light workers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hear people talk about that on coast to coast, like light, light workers where they help people out and things. And yeah. By and the way, I got a great song from them because we went to like a, a, a convention of light workers and these are people who've all like, they have like this kind of certification they do and they kept hearing, some of them are witches and white witches, and they kept hearing this whole thing. They kept saying, earth, air, fire, water, earth, air. I'm like, and, you know, they do these chants, and I'm like, earth, air, fire, water. Then all of a sudden, this environmental song, Mother Nature is Heaven's Daughter. So it, I took their earth, air, fire, water, witches chant and turned it into an environmental uh, message. And uh, so... But I tell you, those people are great. That's a, that's a funny thing. Like you just take a um, like an elemental chant, and you're like, okay, that'd be good for a track. And and it's funny <laughs> how inspiration can hit you from something, you know. Where you you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't see that one coming, but let's go with it. <laughs> I know. No, it, it's like it is fascinating. And well, what's it like having a? What's it like? You said you know having a psychic friend. I've got some friends that say like, oh, I had some dreams about something, but somebody that claims to have psychic powers. Are they never late? Or they know when you're coming over? Or like? Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure: they are no help with the lotto. <laughs> okay, that's not fair, right? It's like you have this power. You can I know. six I little know. numbers. That's all we're asking, and uh, no help at all. No psychic can give you any help yeah. with that. And is what they all say is that they they can't use their powers on themselves. That's why they don't know these things, like when you're coming over, or or, or their own stuff. And uh, and I'm like. Um, honestly, I don't want anybody to like practice their psychic abilities on me because I know I'm like really um, how to susceptible say I'm very to susceptible all kinds of to all uh, kinds of. And if like you know, if somebody will tell me like you're gonna have a great week, I will have a great week because I was like, oh yeah, that's good. But if somebody tells you like, oh your week is gonna be suck, I I believe like you will psych yourself into this bad week. That's why I like really you know with all these friends. I mean, they're actually very respectful. They would never, like, you know, give you some information, you know, that you don't want to have. And maybe they sense this in me. I don't want to have any kind of, like, prediction or, like... But they're very nice people. But they're, they're very nice. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, and, uh, they're very lovely. And it's basically all about, like, you know, positive and raise your vibration and be respectful to nature. So there's nothing new there. It's sure. just And, um, and Patty actually will teach you how to guide yourself 
you know, for life, like... Yeah, she's uh, yeah. a white witch in, yeah. uh, in a... You know, she was a... She was the most positive, encouraging yeah. person ever. She's just a, yeah. a lovely, like, lovely human. Right, we all need that. We all need more of that. Yeah. And, you know, she'll give, like, very practical, like, things. Like, for example, if you feel stressed, like, go take a shower and, like, imagine the water, like, washes it off. Or, like, you feel kind of, like... Airy and spacey. But then she'll give you like actual yeah. potions to make yeah. and uh, and burn this and bury that and. I, I'm not sure about potions. I think potions is kind of like it's like a meditation. It's like we're making like a physical activity around meditation. That's how I look at this. Maybe. And man, it's like a physical manifestation yeah. of the thought process. It's like sure. Yeah, that's how I looked at at it. But maybe it's working. I I don't know. I mean. I think I've invested four dollars so far in uh and a money um, earning, um, like a money getting ritual. Because every time we do it, you write down all the things that you want to achieve and you write it on the dollar and you have this <laughs> special sauce and you dip it in there and then you burn the dollar. And so far, I'm, I've am i got four bucks into this endeavor. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's like, maybe I've already like, just had a huge uh, windfall from it. Yeah. And it's like things would be really different if uh, yeah, I, I hadn't I it's, it's the royalty checks on the way, Martin. That's the, no? that's oh, what's boy. coming. I think like maybe it's like, you know, like a vision board. You just need to like invest yourself in what do you want? Like kind of put yourself on this, you know, plan or something. Yeah, because where you put your focus is a yeah. lot of times where yeah. things will happen. You know, yeah. so if you think about this and, and you put all your energy for it and you put your focus for it, a lot of times that's where th- that's where things do happen. I'll tell you another line that I kept hearing at this convention, and I use it in a song because uh, this one's not about as much the paranormal; it's about positive. It's called "Be the Light," and and I this is directly from what I heard somebody say: "Where the mind goes, the energy flows." And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah, that that really is a great line. Speaking of, you know, songs you guys have been inspired about, and one thing when I was looking up and checking out, well, first of all, Snowflakes, where'd you guys get the name from? Oh, it's funny. Uh, it's from my base. On her base, <laughs> she thinks the fret markers are look like snowflakes. And that's ah. why I asked him how to play it. He said, like, second snowflake, third snowflake. And I said, like, oh, let's name our band Snowflakes. Okay, okay, that's a fun so name. She refused to learn the frets, but she's like, which snowflake? Right, that, that's so like between the third and fourth snowflake. I mean, I had a really bad experience in music school. So she created her own notation system. We even like created like like a diagrams and print them up and, and write down. And she invented her own notation system based on snowflakes. <laughs> hey, and if it works, that's all that counts, you know. Paul McCartney can't even read music, and he does just fine. I know. Actually, you know, I talked to a guy who plays with Paul McCartney, Brian Ray, and I was like, kind of shy about like you know my technique uh, because I would. We used to be neighbors. We'll see him in grocery store, and I'll tell him like about my snowflake, um, you know, technique. And he was like, "Oh yeah, it's like I don't know music. I don't play. Like I play like you know by ear." So I felt like, "Oh, you know, hey, here we go." Right. As long as the end result is all that counts. Yeah, you just need snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, but when I when I was looking up some of your music, I found like a uh, was there like a warlock and witch band or. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's our other secret band, <laughs> Witch and Wizard. Witch and Wizard. Okay, I found like that. the other side of Snowflake. Because we're uh, in, uh, <laughs> putting together uh, uh, our own movie. It's a poltergeist movie uh, based on using the premise based on one of Natasha's true experiences, which has gotten attention. And uh, so we took that. <laughs> that story of uh, spectrophilia, which is you know sex with ghosts. Yes, and so I took that because I I didn't have sex with a ghost, but <laughs> but I'm like, hey, you know, we can make turn that into you know make it into a uh, use that don't don't just tell that story because it's just one thing, but make a you know make a narrative about it in a, a poltergeist movie. So we've got this movie we're working on called Sex with Ghosts, and we're making the music together, and it's like. Kind of hard if snowflakes with all our positive energy and uh, sure. Joe Aliens uh, is doing this. So, you know, the songs are like rattling my chains and, uh, and sex with ghosts. I want to hear about the story. And that, you know, I, I did when I was doing uh, research. The reason that I was like, okay, well, if we're talking to Martin and Natasha, we can talk about this story because they did write a song together called Sex with Ghosts. <laughs> so I, they feel comfortable talking about the story. She's already talked about her story. By the way, she uh, says something. I uh, tells me she goes, "I can start and 
five movies, but you have sex with one ghost. With <laughs> 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 one ghost. <laughs> so what? I mean, what happened? Like, were, were you in a haunted house? Were you in a no, haunted hotel? No, it was not a hotel. Like nothing. It was like I was just Santa Monica place. Like pretty, you know, safe to me. How long ago was this? Was this in the recent history? Yeah. Recently, like how many, like five years ago? Something. Somewhere in that somewhere, range, I'm guessing. Somewhere yeah. around. And, you know, just for a disclaimer, I actually don't do any drugs. Like, I don't even smoke. Like, I drink sometimes. So because I, I, I after I said, like, people say, oh, she must be, like, high or whatever. Like, I see this, like, little sure. gigs of this or whatever, like, Natasha is smoking or something. I actually No, we smoke. always, on this show, like, we always kind of... If, if somebody looks like they're obviously having some kind of drug-induced hallucination, <laughs> unless that's the topic of the episode, we usually give <laughs> that out. But actually, but yeah, so um, I did not even, <laughs> that's actually upsetting part about it, but you know, I was, it's like, it's more explainable or something. Right. And, now, um, and this is all her from here on, because I wasn't even aware of all this. Uh, I didn't, so I didn't were you at home, <laughs> Martin, or were you out for the no. week or like on tour or something or? He was not at home. I mean, it was not like late, you know, anything. He was just like doing errands. I don't remember what he was doing. He, wait, anyway, he's not at home. He was shopping. <laughs> yeah, I'm in bed <laughs> doing my thing. <laughs> no, I was, I was like reclining. <laughs> I know. It's, um, um, and then I felt like um, something, you know, entered the the space and uh you know before i feel like i felt some ghost or whatever people call it you know i could feel energies you know not like the best like in it but you know i you know i'm pretty sensitive to kind of stuff like that so strange energies so you're at home yeah yeah martin's out yeah lying in bed and then i feel like this strange energy like i just could like the energy just changed in the room and I was like, I was like, I feel it's coming closer and closer and closer. And then I didn't see anything or anything. But then I just feel like, you know, you are like touched and with a pressure. Like, so you like you know. pressure on your arms or something like that? Yes, like arms like you kind of pinned. And it's like, I know like some, some interviews have to say like, oh, she was raped. I mean, that sounds really bad. So no. Because I was not scared anything. It was like I think it was like with the UFO. It's like it's something so unusual that like at least it's my reaction. But I I panic about like little things like seriously like dog barks and I'm like oh, it's scary. Sure, but it did not it, it did not initiate any fight or flight response in you. Yeah, I think that it's like I'm in this kind of like really weird situations. I just get like really kind of cautious, but I don't panic. So I think that was my kind of initial reaction, like, what? But then I don't feel like I was freaking out or anything. It was just kind of just like, let's go with the flow. I don't know. It was not scary. It was not. So I could feel the pressure, you know, all this. So it just was weird. But there wasn't a visual. Like, you didn't see no, some man I'm... or woman, like, walk in, like, with a like with a silk robe or something like that, or... I hope so, with a silk robe, yeah. Right, wearing, like, somebody with gold chains. On. Like, some 70s swinger used to live in that house, and, like, the spirit returns. You had a whole thing going on there no. with that. I know. I'm, I'm helping you with the narrative. I'm trying to... But, but you know, I was... I, before the, I did the show for this British... Um, uh, this morning, I talked to producers a lot, and they would, like, ask me, so, um, you had this experience, like, did anybody die in your family? I was like, yeah, grandfather, but, you know, I'm not going to put it in this. It's just completely separate. Please don't connect right. that. Oh, God. So, it's like, that was like, really weird. But, you know, people just trying to figure out, like, you know, because they were, like, asking me, have you ever had any kind of spiritually weird, like, experience? I was like, it's not, like, weird, but my grandfather died on my birthday that I was, like, 16 or something. So... After that, I felt like it was a, you know, it was like, for me, I was trying to, you know, listen more to spiritual world or, you know, kind of be open. So it's like, what a coincidence it is. And I remember also my reaction that it happened was like very, very strange to me. Because I remember that it happened, I just like was laughing and crying. I felt like release instead of like deep sadness. And it was just so strange to me, my reaction 
So I kind of started like searching, you know, like more kind of, you know, not searching, but, you know, pay attention to spiritual world. And then I moved to Santa Monica. So you're somebody who's comfortable with that kind of energy. You feel that you're comfortable with the idea of spirits floating around or anything like that. No, I'm not comfortable. No, but I think I would go through like, you know, stages of life that I would be really curious about it. And I think at that point, you know, I was in Santa Monica and it's like everybody's doing yoga and it's like Kundalini yoga. Everybody's talking about like spirits and energies. Oh, yeah. Well, it's California. That's the game. Yeah. So it was like very kind of inviting, uh, you know, atmosphere to kind of to listen to that side of, you know, the kind of to play with it. Like, for example, right now, I like I have so like many other, you know, focuses in life, what I want to do. I'm like, I'm not sitting around and meditating and, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, I don't just don't have time for this. I need to accomplish this, this and like, sure, let's accomplish something in the material world. But at that point, I feel like I was really searching for something like I, I didn't know what was it, but it was like it was just so many questions, but nothing to answer them. You know, people say like. You know, Anunnaki, like spirits. I was like, how do they know? It's like, what the spirits come to them and say, like, hey, my name is Spirit. Is like, um, right. And so I had like very really a lot of questions. So then it happened. It was just so weird that. Um, so it was like a presence joining you. Yes, yes, it was totally, and it was like in a I sexual felt, experience. Yes, it was sexual experience, and it was like really kind of like I felt the presence, I felt the push, you know, and. Um, I mean, I'm not like I understand how strange it is. So I did not tell anybody because it's like, it's like okay, this is like another one of those. <laughs> well, and and Martin, when you heard about like when you see the uh, you know it's on Yahoo News or whatever, are you like, oh god, <laughs> like what's <laughs> oh your reaction? Oh my god, Natasha! Oh my god, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> oh. You know, no, I, I mean, I I just say this is how you know. I didn't see no ghosts. <laughs> it's like, uh, like I ain't afraid of no ghosts. That's what it was. It's right. like, no. I, I don't know. It's like, I, I have, uh, let's say I'm ambivalent about this. Cause I mean, when it comes to like the alien things, I just think like in that movie contact, when they had that line, you know, had this, you know, if there isn't anybody there, it sure seems like an awful waste of space. Cause it's such a big universe and yeah. there's so many places and we know so little. And my favorite recent example is like until last summer, you know, the closest picture we had of Pluto was about like eight pixels or something like that. And now we get these like detailed images and there's this just by chance this giant heart on it. And it's like, that's how little we knew then. And, and we still know little, but we know a lot more. I just think there's so much more than we know in this world. But, uh, uh, you know, but when it comes to aliens, I think there's actual physical people riding around in a ship going, okay, docking and uh, hey, we're checking out Earth now, scanning. When it comes to this, I, I am like, Whatever you say, dear. <laughs> so, but you, you weren't like, hey, I got to find this ghost and kick his ass or anything like that. Oh, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a movie about him and, uh, and kill him mercilessly in this movie because he's a naughty ghost. See, I'm writing a very, very vile uh, for him. How do you get rid of a ghost forever? Like, hey, the best revenge is making money on the story. <laughs> the best revenge is success. And so, Natasha, you know, you're feeling something, something weird's happening, and then, okay, then the presence just leave? Did it, did it just disappear? Did it... it just disappeared, yeah, it just disappeared. And, and, um, and when did you share it with somebody? Just recently when it happened, this interview, because I was... Um, um, I was actually, you know what, I was like uh, just uh, doing Facebook and I saw Patty wrote something like, people who had sex with ghosts, so like, uh, there's a potential show. I was like, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, this thing happened to me. But then I thought like, you know what? No, it's like, if it comes around, if she will ask me directly, then I will tell her, but I'm not going to write her and, you know, you know, say like, oh yeah, I, this thing happened. And then we had an event, and she was, like, asking people because um, she had this interview coming, so she needed, like, a, some subjects who actually had this uh, experience. Sure. And uh, so at the event, she's like, so who had yes with ghosts? And everybody's laughing. And it was, like, hard not to laugh alone. I was like, hey, I had sex with ghosts. I'm not sure if it's a ghost. You know, it's not like they come to you, introduce you. I mean, I thought it's an alien. I mean, I think everything is an alien. <laughs> 
So does uh, what's his name? What's his name uh, on the with the hair? Oh yeah, uh, uh, oh Giorgio. Yeah, Giorgio. 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 Every, it's an alien, no matter what. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. But this is me. I was like, and I, I told her, okay, this thing happened to me. I mean, she's like, it's a ghost. I was like, really? It's like, how are you so sure? She's like, oh, it's like I have so many experiences, and then she'll tell me like. There's people like they lost their loved ones, and this is how they connect. And I was like, it doesn't actually apply to me. It's not like I lost anybody, and it's like I'm reconnecting with somebody. Then I just like went in my head with all these boyfriends that I had. I was like, maybe somebody died. I don't know. So she was talking about it. You brought up your experience, and she's like, no, nah, yeah. it was totally, you totally did it with the ghost. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And and then it blew up when you were doing promo for a movie or something? No, no. And she's like, would you like to do an interview about it? I was like, I don't know about that. And it's like an yeah. English morning show. It's, it's like, like they're a good morning America kind of thing. Sure. Go to the studio. It's like it's three o'clock oh, in the yeah. morning. Get done. Don't think another thing about it. But you guys got to go to London for it, though. No, no. no. We got to go to Culver City, which is okay. an area in Los Angeles. So, no, so a satellite for us, hookup. For us, it was okay. like three o'clock in the morning. We're like one engineer in a lonely, quiet, and, uh, sleepy place. I had like a couple of conversations with producers. And I was assuming it would be like two minute segment. They would just say like, "Hey, ha ha ha, you had sex with ghosts." And I was just like, "Yeah, hey, 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 funny." And I was like, "An out." I was like, "Who cares about that?" So it was like it was a longer interview. And actually, it's good that I talked to producers about it because I felt more comfortable talking. Sure. Because before I was like questioning, it's like, do I really want to do this to myself? But then I thought like, hey, it happened. I mean, if this is the way I looked at it, it's like. If I'm not going to talk to it, obviously, if it happened to me, it might happen to somebody else. So if I'm not talking, it means like I'm ashamed of what happened. But I'm not because... So many people have come yeah. up to her. We talk like in front of us say, oh, the same thing happened to them. It's like kind of surprising. It, it is surprising. Sure. So in a way, like I kind of like, you know, it's like, it's this is what happened. I'm going to tell them. So I did. And then, of course, even like on a the show, they were laughing. And, you know, it's not like I didn't expect that. So then I went to bed. I was like, okay, this is the weirdest thing ever. Why did I do this? It's like, and then I wake up next morning and it's like, it's freaking everywhere. Yeah, I said, oh, it was the number two uh, Twitter uh, hat, you know, trending in the in the UK right after. It's like, so it was hot. Made worldwide news. Seth Myers made a joke about her on his show that night. Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. That's hilarious. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. And I felt like, I mean, that's a sign that People are interested in... Keep starting those movies and Seth Meyers doesn't talk about it. I know. It's like, seriously. I like, it's like, you make all these movies, movie after movie, and it's like, nobody gives a shit. And you like, have, like, one story on, like... Right, and then there it is. And it's just, like, weird. It just shows, it's like, you never know what you say can, like, you know, affect somebody. And I was getting so many letters after, and some people were like, this is what happened to me, too. And some people were saying, like... This is like a really bad spirit, and it's like this is really bad. And but people write long, yeah, long, letters like very passionate from both sides. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I don't. I mean, this scares me. Then people tell me like it's bad. You know, it's like who knows? You were talking about the self fulfilling prophecy before. Somebody says like, "Oh man, 2017 is gonna be a crap year for you." Then all of a sudden, it is a crap year. You don't even have anything to do with it. I know. You know, after that, actually, I did affect me. Like I was, I think more, kind of more emotional about a lot of things. Because then I did kind of start thinking, maybe it is bad, you know? Sure. Like, who knows? It's like, I don't know. And I mean, Patty, she's very positive. She's like, it's all love and light. But at the end of the night, you know, I'm there by myself. It's like, what happened? So it's kind of... So that's why now, like, I finally kind of behind me, so to speak. I'm not like... I meditate, but I don't meditate regularly. Like, just, I feel like... In my case, it's better. I think I was so fascinated with uh, something supernatural, so to speak, that I believe like in a healthy balance. Sure. So now I think the other side for me, it's like um, I'm meditating sometimes, but I'm just keeping it very focused and you know spiritual, but not too much. <laughs> I think the important thing is that you, uh, you know, you said I mean, that other people have had these experiences, and maybe that they can feel less afraid to tell their story. Because if you're willing to tell your story on, the, on, a, on UK television, where, and you know how they love salacious gossip in the United yeah. Kingdom. I mean, they eat that stuff up. Like, even compared to Americans, they love it. I thought it was going to be-
to be more like, you know, like, tell like about medical experience or something. No, they were like laughing and making jokes. And um, no, but you know that what you said, because I did think about it a lot and I was thinking, why did I say this? It's like, what's the reason? It's like, I do want to share my experience, what I learned and what I learned you know, like from Patty, because, you know, even after, I think even after I was going on more through like questioning and re-examining myself even more, and she was, uh, she was telling me, nothing bad can happen to you if you don't allow this. That's a good message. You know, and I, I told you, like, I have some, you know, very vivid dreams. And it's like, once I had a dream, it almost was like, um, uh, like it was floating in the sphere. And then I feel like protected and strong. I had this, like, white sphere of light around me. But as soon as I uh, had a fear in me, it's like the fear would just like pop and disappear. And now like, instead of floating, I'll just like pop on the ground. And, but the reason I needed this fear, I was running from somebody. I was very scared. So the only way for me was to escape is not to have this fear. And I think it's a big thing in my life, like not to have it. And I think that's why in this movie, I kind of, we want to show that it's up to you at the end, like what happens to you and you can you can protect yourself even from supernatural things by building the strength and, you know, nothing can touch me if... I like that. Fear pops the safety bubble. But yeah. you know what is funny? Like in the Christian side, they had that get thee behind me, yeah. Satan. Yeah. Yes. It's just about taking, taking charge of your yeah. own... Uh, because, no, it's like... Psyche and all it, that. It is. It's like, because then it's like, God is with you. They say like, uh, and so you do have the strength and... You know, like in my dream, it's like you have this bubble, you know, bubble of light. And as soon as you, you know, don't do this, it's like you're on your own. And this is then anything can get you. It's, and that's why we want to put it in the movie. It's kind of like to to teach that you actually, you, it's all in your hands. And that you have some control over your yeah. spiritual experience, yeah. particularly. Yeah, in the movie, the person has a lot of fears and, the, you know, to, to overcome this, vanquish this villain. They need to, you know, have their journey to overcome their fears and, uh, and, and, yeah. and this, I mean, it's a, for oh. a lot of people. Interestingly, though, this topic is, is, uh, is like an evergreen. It keeps coming out. More and more people are go public with their sure. spectrophilia stories. Kesha did Bobby Brown. Bobby yeah, Brown. That was the latest yeah. one I've heard. Yeah. I just a couple of months ago. Yeah. No, no. And, and, you know, Penny would tell me like, no, like this is our dimension and nobody can touch us. Your domain. Domain, yes. This is my domain. Domain. It's kind of, it's, 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 and it goes with every, I think, spiritual teaching that it's out there. Sure. So, I mean, it's, I think at the end of that, I did kind of grow in my kind of, I can't say grow spiritually, but hopefully sure. I learned something. But did all the attention I experienced, I mean, you had the, it was good for a lot of people who may be, have afraid, had a similar kind of experience, were afraid to talk about it. But did all the attention affect you guys in your career at all or anything like that? Or are people like, oh, you know, like that's the sex with ghost chick or that's Martin. <laughs> Martin writes these like supernatural songs now. So I don't know if we want him to write our pop song or. I don't know. I mean, probably they think about it uh, behind our back, you know, and then it's like, here comes Blossom. Hello. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but it no one's been coming by lately. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Or they might see that's like, hey, look, they got they were the number two trending <laughs> on Twitter. That means you know that's they're capturing attention. I know, no, it's like you know, I did like lots of interviews after, and um, and um, interestingly enough, she did uh, the Playboy Morning Show where um, you know they have like uh, a comedy uh, team as a guy and a girl who are hosts, and you know they of course they like have a like talked about sexy time and put that in there. Sure. So we're expecting. For yeah. Natasha to be like uh, humiliated, <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of let poke, poke a little fun at Run her uh, the ringer. experience. But as soon as they get going, the the hostess, you know, because the guy who's kind of going down like the path of my experience, and she's like, "Well, you know, it's really interesting because I've had the same thing happen to me." And then it turned into this like this really serious discussion. I know. Of course, with four nude bottles, uh, <laughs> they cut away to four nude bottles. What were they even like? How to like have a summer vacation I or something like something. that? But anyway, <laughs> and then back to Natasha, and then. She was in half the show. It was an hour show. And then they brought in their comedian. They kept Natasha along because they, they seemed fascinated with the topic. Comedian comes on. We're expecting him. Is that not material? But then he comes on. He goes, no, I think this was sleep paralysis. And he got all serious on it. I'm like, dude, 
you're supposed to make fun of it. And he didn't. It's like, it's a very funny topic. People really react People to it. People do react to it. And uh, I just think the only way we find out, you know, what is this is kind of talk about it. Because sure. that's the only way. But it, it, yeah. But you guys are finding a way to express that and to use that experience in a positive way by working on a working on a narrative. Yeah, I, I think so. At least try to at least like you know I'm thinking like it must be this experience for something, you know. So that's why we want to make this movie and like the songs. Actually, the song that Martin mm-hmm. wrote, "Sex with Ghosts." I really love that song. <laughs> All right. Well, I heard it on Bad Camp, so we're gonna embed it in the show notes. Oh, thank, oh, thank you, you very thank much. You. Yeah, I, I like more like moody kind of songs, and that's like you know I like snowflakes, but it's very poppy and happy. But I like I think like deep inside I'm really moody, <laughs> and that's like you know kind of darker. I really really love that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I was, there's another thing that uh, I'm doing songs uh, for right now, and uh, you know it's an up tempo rocker, and I'm like, well, she was disappointed when she heard it. <laughs> Because I wanted her to be in the video, and she was. It's called "Bittersweet Baby." It's on my YouTube, and and, uh, <laughs> and that's what we just won. We just won third prize and a nice bucket of money for it. Anyway, Fantastic. she's like playing me examples, and these are all like because my song is about like 150 beats a minute. It's an up tempo, perky beat. She's playing me stuff that's like around like 88 beats a minute. You know, it's like all this like really moody stuff that would sound okay in like the twilight uh series soundtrack <laughs> I'm like, right she's playing some Bauhaus or something like that i know <laughs> and i was like i didn't realize this what i listen i was like oh my gosh because i jog a lot and i just like you know listen and for me it's like really motivating like you know kind of rocky balboa kind of moment <laughs> so i didn't know that i'm listening to just slow freaking music <laughs> Well, you do the, you double time it in your head. You in know? my head, like in gone. my head, it's too fast. Maybe I run so slow. <laughs> so I was trying. So I'd already recorded the whole freaking song. I was ready to shoot it. And there's like no time, and, and now I'm like doing these other, you know, mock-ups and like trying to sing it like I'm a bittersweet. <laughs> and it's like bittersweet, baby. It's, it's an up-tempo thing, so. The girl likes moody stuff. I think that's the difference between us. I kind of like slow and moody, and he's more like, uh, you know, happy and faster. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's kind of the when you work together, then then that's the way you find out a happy medium and to create something interesting. Yeah, how come they don't call it a sad medium? They call it a happy medium. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that interesting work, if people want to find your music. What's the website they can go where they can listen to your guys' songs, the Snowflakes band, see your videos and things like that? Well, our web, official website is snowflakesmusic.com. And uh, on there, there's a link to our uh, Bandcamp page where uh, we have one uh, album up. And, uh, and actually, we have a lot of songs that we haven't recorded yet. We have at least another album's worth of songs. Uh, and Witch and Wizard, is that? And Witch and Wizard. Is on my Bandcamp. That's uh, yeah. martinblasic.bandcamp.com. And so that's Wicked Wizard is on there. Okay. And, uh, Great. Great. And we're going to have links to that uh, on the show notes at othersidepodcast.com slash 110. And Natasha, do you have anything coming up where people can see you in? Or is there a place that you'd like to uh, direct them? Oh, actually, uh, just uh, two weeks ago, we had a premiere of a movie called Sex Trip. And the sex trip. The sex trip. Everything is with sex in my life. It's hey, like, well, it's, there's worse things. And so the sex trip is the movie. And I looked on the IMDb. And Martin, you do the songs for yeah. that too? Yeah, so yeah. He like wrote almost all music for that. And it's just a coincidence. Natasha had shot her parts last uh, summer. And uh, and then I got the gig doing the songs for it. And uh, so it's, because some of the things are actual songs. Some of them are scores. So I'm, I'm the music guy for it. There's a couple of cues which are somebody else. But basically, I, it's my score and songs. And so I said, when I got the gig, and I'm like, what's the name of this movie anyway? You go to the sex trip. I'm like, oh, my wife plays Alexa in that movie. And so it's been like a love fest ever since. It's a cute movie. It's a romantic comedy, kind of like a, a rowdy one where this uh, uh, player be- is magically becomes a woman, and he has to learn what it's like to be a woman, to live as a woman. And, uh, you know, it's real cute. The sex trip, and, and is that going to be, uh, people can rent it, or on Netflix, or on TV, or we're going to... We just gonna got some it. distribution, we're not sure of the details. Well, good luck, and I hope that happens for you guys. And thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Thank oh, you thank so you much, thank you so much for having us. We had fun. <laughs>
Well, there you have it. Yeah, we're going to have to go play with their band next time we go to oh California. Oh my gosh, that would be great. Yes, that would be definitely. fun. We're going to have see to them live. open up for the snowflakes, maybe a trip in Santa Monica. Yeah, be fantastic. And, but anyway, they were a lot of fun. You can check out all that stuff at othersidepodcast.com slash 110 episode 110. That's right. And the song this week is less about ghost lovers and getting it on with the specter. And it's more about, I think, that the waking up next to a ghost. So this song is more about the next morning. Okay. (laughs) Really? But it's also about how if you don't go for what you want to, or if you live a life for someone else instead of yourself, you might wake up and look in the mirror and see a ghost with your face. All right. And what's the song called this week, Mike? Ghost with your face. You walk through that door at five every single day. And you're doing what they say But your feet are cheated Dragged behind and feeling like a slave You might have a picket fence But you got no time to play I've seen the end, my friend I've seen what you get There's millions of us dead They just don't know it yet The best minds of my generation Wasted on the race Going mighty fast Going to no place We trade the best years of our lives For a never-ending chase And one day you'll wake up to find All you are is a ghost with your face It's the quiet desperation Henry Thoreau talked about We got to be real, we signed the deal It's not easy as they say It's gonna take a movement If we wanna bust these chains Cause I seen the end, my friend I seen what you get There's millions of us dead They just don't know it yet The best minds of my generation Wasted on the race mighty fast going to no place we trade the best years of our lives for a never ending chase and one day you'll wake up to find all you are is a ghost with your face and one day you'll wake up to find all you Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. They take off their faces and they're snakes. Hold on. We're not done yet. What? What? We haven't told everybody. We're not? We haven't told everybody about othersidepodcast.com slash donate. That's the site where you can join in on the fun, join our Patreon community, help us with ideas on podcast episodes, talk about songs, uh, give more feedback to us. Othersidepodcast.com slash donate is where you can join the Patreon community. And we have to do a special shout out to... Ned! Ned's at the Patreon level where we give him a shout out in every single episode. So thank you very much, Ned. And thank you to our awesome patrons. Thank you. And we'll see you next week.